Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, super achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Linda Ross Vega. Linda Ross is an accomplished business executive and management consultant with 25 years of Fortune 500 senior management experience and 20 years of experience as a business owner and entrepreneur focusing on human and technical systems. Welcome, Linda Ross. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. This is fun. Well, I am excited. I love anything perception, emotional intelligence stuff. And this is a a different take on perception, which I love. But before we jump into that, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Um, Sure. I think um, I've always been fascinated with what makes people tick. It started at a very young age. Um, And then there's another piece of my life, which is I decided also at a young age that life is too short not to enjoy who you are or what you do. Right. So if you put those two things together, uh, they led me through a career in actually technology for years. Um, But the thing that drove me the most was how to match people with what they do naturally well. Because if people are doing something they they do well, they enjoy it. They things get done on time. Things get done with better quality. You know, so it was it was fascinating. And oh, about thirty years ago, I met a um, gentleman who was working on uh, perception and style theories, and we joined forces to sort of combine psychology with business and the coaching business and practice was born. So it's a securitist route to get here, but the bottom line is just what makes people tick is the most fun. Oh yeah. But aren't, aren't securitist routes like the funnest, I think, because you get well-rounded, you get different experiences. I agree. I agree. I'm like you. I love anything about neuroscience, you know, anything about what people do to make things, you know, make their lives easier. I that's I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Well, so then let's dive in. What exactly is a perceptual style? Well, so perception is a really fascinating thing that we all do. And so what we were looking for is a way to help people understand the what makes them what what they're what makes them uniquely them, what their natural strengths are, how they make meaning of the world around them. Um, and actually, when we started working on our theory, it's a behavioral styles theory, we thought maybe it was cognitive. So we did a lot of research on that. And then one day we just went, no, it's really perception. So when you think about perception, it's the act of, it's the process of taking in information through your five senses. So that's um, sight, hearing, taste, touch, smell, and making meaning of it and then applying it. And so what actually happens in our perception is you take in that information from your five senses you apply a filter and that's your perceptual style. It's your innate biases. It's it's your brain's way of whittling things down to what's important and what's not important, what to pay attention to, what not. Otherwise we'd be totally overwhelmed with life. I mean, we yeah. just wouldn't be able to take it all in. So there's 
what comes in from your, your senses, your perceptual style, your filter, and then your life experience. And your life experience is, was this true for me before? Is this new? Do I have, you know, your brain holds on to those kinds of thoughts. And so if you take your perception, those three things happen literally in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. And it tells you what's important, what's not important. It it influences your values. It influences what your natural strengths are because think of it, what you do naturally well is going to be aligned with how you see the world around you. Yeah. Right. So that's what perception is about. So our research uh, led us to discover six distinctly unique perceptual styles so in each one has its own strengths and its own blind spots, but people fall into one of those styles. And we believe it's innate. We believe you're born with it. Um, so it doesn't change over time, but your awareness of it does. Yeah. Right. And your life experience will make a difference on how you show up and how you bring it into the world. Um and so that's where we came up with the styles. Um, we've done like four or five formal studies, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And what we've learned so far is that there doesn't seem to be a difference in gender or culture or you know anything like that. It's just reasonably equal divisions of six, right? Mm, that's cool. Okay, so it now is. you know you know what the next question is, right? What are they? What are they? (laughs) So so there are six styles and I'll do them in alphabetical order because that's the easiest way for me to remember them. (laughs) So there's activity, adjustments, flow, goals, methods, and vision. And each one of those labels describes a distinct perceptual experience. So for example, activity people make meaning through experience. You know, the fact that they experienced it is how it's meaningful. And you'll find they do things like tell lots of stories because they want you to experience something the way they experience it. So they they kind of jump into life with both feet and let it sort it out. Adjustments folks make meaning through information and they're natural gatherers of information. And they also see an incredible amount of nuance and ripple effects of how things fit with each other. Um, and so they make meaning by gathering the information that makes sense and is rational, mm-hmm. objective, you know, sort of see things in a calm manner. Not that they're always calm, but that that's the approach. Flow people experience the world as a smoothly running, I know it's a joke sometimes in our turbulent times, but that uh, connection of things where things relate on each other and depend on each other, um, that the world works in a manner that supports human beings and human beings support each other. And yes, there are major mess ups that happen, but in the end, it all flows together. Um, they're very people oriented and can be just naturally empathic. Um, let's see, goals. 
goals, and you would guess by the by the name, um, these are the folks that see life as a challenge, which is not a bad thing. It's, it's problems to be found and issues to be solved and solutions to be made and things to get done. Um, and they are really, really active in getting things done and measuring and moving forward and seeing things that just take the clutter out of the way and, and focus on the important. Um, and our methods folks are really into data and process mm-hmm. and they make meaning through data and facts and process. I always think of that old, um, what was it? Dra- uh, it was a dragnet Sergeant Friday, just the facts, man, just facts, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they know the facts speak for themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it gives you a rational, uh, answer. So if you have a problem, you just don't have enough facts. That's the issue, right? Um, and then vision, these are our folks that see the world as just, um, there are poster optimists, if the poster child optimists see the world as possibility and opportunity and things to do. And life is lessons and things to know and moving forward. So each, each style has a different way of just approaching life in general and seeing life in general. And then because of your perceptual style, you have a really, really large smorgasbord of natural skills and talents and potential that's there for you to learn and to use. Yeah. And so often we don't use our natural skills. Yeah. Right. And oh, yeah. there are many reasons for it. Uh, not the least of which is sometimes they're not encouraged because people think we should do it their way instead of our yeah. way. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but, or we, um, our brains are interesting in the fact that it's easier to be negative sometimes. And also we pay more attention to negative feedback than we do positive feedback. Yeah. You know? Negativity bias. Exactly. And and it was, our brains were wired that way for survival, right? It makes a difference. You got to pay attention and it could, could, could be threatening, right? Mm-hmm. But as we've evolved, we, we kind of all just sort of let a bad roommate move into our head sometime and only listen to the <laughs> <time. laughs> you know? Now, can you, are, are you only one style or can you have components of several of them? You're only one style. But you can appreciate from yeah. others. So okay. we we um, we depict the styles in a circle, like mm-hmm. each style was one sixth of that circle. So you have relationships with other styles. For example, you'll have an opposite. Usually, pretty obvious what's opposite. Yeah, <laughs> when you go ah. <laughs> exactly, you'll have uh, two next door neighbors, uh-huh. the slices of the pie that are on either side of you. Um, and you'll have some shared similarities with those folks, you know, sometimes at a high level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes with a little more depth. And then you'll have um, two styles that aren't next to you and they aren't opposite of you. We call those one-offs. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing in common and there's nothing obviously different. Um, okay. So I related to several of them, but one that I was like, eh, it's the methods one. So what's the oh. opposite of methods? Opposite of methods is activity. 
Slime activity. <laughs> I would guess, but I relate to goals and flow as well. Yeah, that would be yeah. that would be okay because there's you know life experiences about how we approach things, and you can be operationally oriented, like getting things done and accomplishing things. It's just that you do it with the flavor of your perceptual style, yeah. not necessarily the same way goals would do it. For example, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Now, once you know what your style is, mm-hmm. and I know it could change by style, but are there some general suggestions for what you do with that? Sure. Um, I think it's a journey of self-discovery, but the whole idea is to first understand what it is that that's unique about you, what your strengths are, how you see the world. And it's a, it's a process of self-validation. So finding out your style is just a tool to go like, oh, yeah, I knew that about me. Or, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. I've never tried that before. Let me try it. And so my advice is if you can find your strengths, whatever tool you use, whatever tool you use to find your strengths, and then sort of stand in them. Let them be. Let them be the foundation of how you take action. They'll prepare you to deal with life's ups and downs, and they'll give you that solid rock to hold on to. And mm-hmm. um, too often we um, chase our weaknesses or our yeah. perceived weaknesses. Okay. Yeah. In fact, one of the things that we've always had uh, it's it's a it's a, a it makes us smile is that people go, "Oh, that's great about myself, but what's wrong with it?" Okay. And it's like, okay, hold on a minute. Please first just think about what you do well Mm. and do more of that. Yeah. Because when you are grounded in your strengths, then you can put your perceived weaknesses in perspective. Yeah. Do you really need to do that? Isn't it nice that somebody else can? (laughs) Um, You know, is it something you need to do a little bit of? But the problem is when we chase weaknesses first, we don't, we don't get things done. Um, we don't take advantage of our strengths as a foundation. We're too busy chasing the weakness. Oh, wow. So yeah. what else do you want our listeners to know about these styles? Um, I'd say the most important thing is to anything that you use to help you with more self-awareness or self-discovery yeah. is a great tool. Okay. And there are many ways of looking at things. So our perceptual style is a way of measuring perception, how you see the world. Okay. There are other ways to know more about yourself. The important thing is to accept it as truth with a small T instead of a capital T. Make it, make it one of the pieces of your um, basket of things that you carry for yourself. But one of the great advantages, I think, in perceptual style is not only knowing about yourself, it's understanding the differences between others. And suddenly Mm -hmm. you can avoid making disconnects that you didn't intend. You can depersonalize things because they actually see it differently than you do. And and that's okay. It's It's a place to start. So it really, really makes a difference in the relationships that you care about to be aware of style, stylistic differences, the difference between a what and a how. Sometimes the how doesn't really make that much difference. It's okay to let it be different. Yeah. So that's what that's what I hope people get when they use perceptual style. Um, yeah, you know, and, oh, go ahead. 
was going to say, it's got, you know, great practical application from relationships or finding the career you like just because matching the things that you do well with an environment or a task or a job that allows you to do those. Oh, yeah. Um, it doesn't set up roadblocks. So those are practical uses. I love that. Yeah. Matching your strengths, which is great. I also love um, you know, realizing that, let's say that person on the opposite side of the per- perceptual style wheel mm-hmm. is not there just to upset you. They're, they're so, looking at the world from a different uh, perspective. And we need that. We need to be able to to see the full picture that way. Exactly. Exactly. I often say they're not just being a twit. Okay. They really are seeing it differently. And so sometimes taking a moment to understand that helps you get clarity yourself. Right. Uh, and and the reality is, is that human beings, we're, we're community oriented. I mean, no one person does it all. I mean, all those, all the sayings and slogans about no man is an island. They're all very, very true. Yeah, We wither in isolation. We grow in community. But in order to do that, you can't be wanting to make everyone be just like you. Think how boring that would be. Yeah. Get along and appreciate the differences. Exactly. Appreciate the differences and be able to, um, when you can see the strength in someone else, it makes it so much easier to let go of things. Um, to make connections that work, uh, to appreciate both that someone can do something that you can't and that you don't have to. <laughs> yes, it's, it's absolutely. Absolutely delightful. So Aww. we have a thing uh, around here in, in our family and uh, at work, we call it live the theory. Like, yeah, not yeah. my story. You go for it. You know, live that. <laughs> live live the-, the theory. I love that. So now if people want to learn more about perceptual styles, as well as uh, what you do, what kind of, can you share with the listeners, your products and or services? Sure. Um, There's a book uh, called Unlock the Power of Your Perception. It's available on Amazon. So that'll give you a great introduction into perceptual styles and what they mean and how to apply it and a little bit about the theory. Uh, we also run a coaching and training workshop site. It's called yourtalentadvantage.com. And you can find us there and, you know, always just reach out, email, everything's fine. So excellent. We'll make sure that gets into the episode description. All right. Thanks. Okay. We're there. Your final piece of advice for our listeners. I would say. Take a moment to think of what, you know, to to really pay attention to what you do well. And I think the easiest way to do that is you don't have to go take an assessment. Ask two or three people that you trust to tell you two or three things about you that they admire or that they think you do really well. Okay. And what will happen is you might smile on the inside because you already know it, or you might be a little surprised by what they say. But take that information, own the compliment, and then sort of broaden your awareness to watch for when you do those things. What are the circumstances? Can you do it more often? Because the thing that's fascinating about natural strengths is that the more you use them, the more they grow, the more depth, the more expertise, the more fun, the more value, the more joy. As opposed to acquired strengths, those things that you run around trying to master, 
um, which take a lot of work. Doesn't mean you can't do a great job. I'm, I'm not here to tell you you can't do something. You can indeed do anything you want to do. It's just, are you sure you want to? And at what price? So cultivating your natural strengths, the most important thing to remember is that with a natural strength, the joy is in the doing. Mm-hmm. With an acquired strength, the joy is when you're done. <laughs> I love that. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about Linda Ross, visit her website at yourtalentadvantage.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.